Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. I'm your host, Jill. I'm Shaysal. And I'm Nikki. So we're back from Arizona where I saw Shaysal, but sadly not Nikki. And we had a lot of fun. It was so fucking hot, though. Like, literally, I I don't even know how to explain it. No, literally 115 <laughs> degrees on some days. Yeah. I like, like I've yeah. never could not do heat. <sighs> that's what I realized there too. Like typically <laughs> I can I can stand it. Like, yeah, it's annoying because I hate sweating. But there that was one of the first times ever where I where I felt like, okay, it's actually dangerous to be outside in this heat. Yeah. No, like oh I felt God. like I couldn't breathe properly. Should have cooked an egg. Yeah. Like, we have to Cook take an egg on the sidewalk. Inside. Yeah. <laughs> Made we your literally could there. have like yeah, even being no, in a like pool a i still felt like i'm dying and my allergies if my number one serial killer rant like somebody's forced <laughs> to listen to me is scary movies my number two is heat versus cold being overly hot versus being overly cold and how being cold is just so much better than being hot so yeah. much better it is it is a hill i will die on like being hot you can only strip down so much you can like lay on top of the ac you can spritz yourself with water like jill was doing in her apartment the other day <laughs> and you can pull off so much whereas like when you're cold you just bundle 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 and like body heat and all that stuff and like the act of warming up is like enjoyable like sitting in front of a fire warming your toesies but like the act of cooling down is like this is a survival moment. Like I am doing this because otherwise I will die. So it's crazy to think about how right. you can you can die from both though. Yeah. Yeah. True, but in different ways. Yeah. I dying from being cold apparently is like peaceful. Cause your body <laughs> just like starts shutting shit down. <laughs> Death according like- to Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Yeah, cold take. Hey, yeah, get wow. it. Hot Stop. and cold take. Wow. <laughs> well, you gave you gave me a blank stare, so I had to be like, "You're right." Joke. No, that was good. <laughs> no, but you're so right though. With the cold, like, get, if if you have the means to be by like heat and like layer clothing and stuff, like there can be an end. If it's it's hot, like you said, even if you strip down, like. That's that's the most you can do. After that, yeah, you can have AC, whatever. But if you don't have AC and all that shit, then you're just you're just fucked. Yeah. And yeah, that was. Th- thankfully, there was AC in the house. It was actually freezing <laughs> in the Airbnb. Like it was really? so cold. Having to go in from being outside, being in the pool, and having to go in was actually like terrifying. Oh my god! I had to mentally prepare. Yeah, but, the dichotomy. Yeah, that probably was like, the reason why our allergies were also fucking up because literally we're going from extreme hot to like extreme cold every five minutes your body is like you're we're all very me. congested yeah um side note she said you're giving very aoc right now oh my god wow you with Thank the you. with the I, I low pony it. and it's pulled back and, and the glasses. glasses you little cutie yeah oh thank you i'm in studious studious mode right now yeah. <laughs> do we want so, to do you want to introduce our topic yes all right so this week we are discussing a little bit of a different topic. Um, we're going to be talking about n- like new new media, 
versus old media in terms of like social media and Mm -hmm. media to watch or consume i guess wait like literally all media is made to consume i was like (laughs) well it's still a little bit okay i see i like like entertainment entertainment consume yeah not like not like educational media yeah not like like literature not that type of media (laughs) so to clarify by like we'll probably use old and traditional media interchangeably throughout the episode but by traditional and old media we are referring to like film tv shows mainly and then by new media we're referring to things like youtube tiktok and other social media apps yes (laughs) and you could even this one's definitely like up for debate it's different i would still say it falls under traditional media but you could even argue that shows that like are televised on netflix hulu etc are still a version of they're like they're kind of like this bridge i feel like they have more of a social media presence than things on like i don't know the cw for example but they're still traditional media for the purpose of this episode just because it's still a tv show yeah well and that's interesting too like the difference like i mean i guess we could just jump in with what i'm about to say because it's just gonna kick things off the difference between shows that are um like produced through netflix or hulu or whatever and one season comes out all at once like the difference in the style of show versus like if you watch a show that's like on tv it's always like like yes still like netflix shows will have cliffhangers like okay i'm thinking of you netflix produced that right So it's still, like, a dramatic show and there's cliffhangers, but you can just go to the next one. Whereas, like, the effort of, like, sitting in front of your TV at a specific time of day, you have to, like, be like, I'm going to watch this at this exact time. They had to do, like, cliffhangers to make you, like, dedicate the time for that. So, you know, just, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, I feel like shows aren't as, like, overly dramatic anymore. I don't know, but that could be... But I'm thinking of like soap operas and stuff, but they're like, they used to be so over the top. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Like, I just finished watching Cruel Summer, which was like premiering on cable throughout the past like couple of months. But at the same time, it's also like it was being released on Hulu every like week the day after it comes out on TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, at, like I'm waiting for it every week, but. At the same time, like, it's done now. There was only 10 episodes, so someone could go watch it all on Hulu and binge it. So I'm like, Which I've know. heard I should. I've heard it's good. Yeah, it yeah, was I, really good. And to. on the topic of, like, having it have to have cliffhangers, that show, I felt, like, moved really slowly, which is why, like, it kind of was a struggle to watch it every week. Not really, because I'm like, I want to know the answers, and I need to know yeah. what happens at the end. But at the same time, like... After each episode, I'm like, damn, they didn't even answer, like, a single question, almost. They answer like, one. <laughs> damn. Great. Love Which that. I'm like, damn, compare that re- compare that to Riverdale, though. I'm like, how is that show having literally, <laughs> like, cliffhangers introduced every five seconds and then answered, like, I was gonna ten say, minutes they later? Or just never they start yeah. the show, they start the episode with a cliffhanger, answer it halfway through, <laughs> introduce a new one, like... Yeah. Spoiler alert, Veronica fights off a serial killer and then it's never mentioned again. <laughs> yep. Riverdale <laughs> is like, add some honestly, spice. It's like 
It's like a money laundering TV show. It has to be. <laughs> well, you, it has to be. You described it as a fever dream when you were trying to get me to watch it, which again, I'm so happy I watch it. But that is exactly Thank it's you. like it's like so so shitty. Like it is. I guess I what is it? Retract my previous statement of shows are not that dramatic anymore <laughs> because Riverdale is the most dramatic thing on the planet. Right. It's the like glee on cocaine know- and meth. Oh, God. True. True. I just came up with this money laundering theory just because it doesn't really have to do anything to be a good show, but yet it's still on. And I think that's why they can do whatever they want if that were the case. I have like something must be going on with that because, like, I don't know. Like, Pyramid you know, scheme. That's not like. <laughs> No, seriously, and it's not like it's not like making Riverdale's anyone's dream. I can't imagine <laughs> the director, whoever the fuck, was like, "Wow, this is my this is my moment. My this is story. my baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my story. No. That's like the like <laughs> that's the black sheep of the family where they're like, once it's over, they're like, we're not really going to talk about that one anymore. Yeah, it's For crazy real. to think about how like that stays on the air, but then Sabrina, which is also like in the same universe, gets canceled. Have you? Oh, I forgot it's in the same universe. Have you, did you guys watch the OA? No, Jill, I, I think no, you would I like it. Yeah, I need that's on my list. It's been on my list for yes. years now. <laughs> it's same. they're teasing coming back for a third season, but it Maybe is. I'll watch it later. It's weird. It's very like, I mean, you'll like it, and you'll like it too, Shaysel. But it's very much Jill's like alternate universe vibe. Ooh. she loves that Ooh. stuff, and it's like. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, um, but it's really weird. And so I know it's more of like a niche show, but I thought it was produced well enough that like it would be renewed and then it got canceled. But again, I'm like, this is so well produced and like, yeah, it's kind of niche, but like, again, it's well produced enough. It sh- should have a following. How does Riverdale keep going with no storyline? And the OA ends before the story ends because they didn't get renewed. Like the Riverdale, they're like, please come up with something new for so that we can do another season. Like there's no reason. They don't have to be doing it. Why are the actors still doing it? That's my question. Oh, I I definitely don't understand that. I feel like part of it, even though shows on the air also get canceled sometimes, I feel like part of it must have to do with the fact that that's on cw as opposed to some sort of streaming service platform i don't know how it works i think that like their contracts might be different or something but i still don't i mean i still don't know anything about it and i still don't understand why so many netflix shows hulu shows whatever get canceled all the time especially ones like sabrina that did have potential and i feel like a lot of these shows that get canceled have a following because i hear about them typically once they get canceled because people are upset about it yeah. So I don't really understand why it happens, and I kind of want to look into that eventually. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, because Netflix now is, like, for to make a show, it's, like, they have a lot of money. They can make it, produce it, and put it out. It's, like, making a movie and being your own movie theater and stuff. It's so, like, self-dependent. They only have, like, internal contracts. So it's probably really easy to be like we're done as opposed to going through something like the cw you like are in yeah. contract with that uh what the was called Network. channel thank you <laughs> i could not think of channel um but you're like you have a contract with that so maybe that's like what makes it harder i don't know yeah i feel like it's easier for like random directors and producers to get netflix deals whereas like 
with the CW, you literally have to like go through the process of going like Hollywood basically and like dealing with the network and all of that type of the shit. Whole, like, like a bunch of producers. Intern. Yeah. That have nothing to do with your show. Well, that actually kind of makes me think of a transition more into our like new media versus old media. How you're saying like going through Hollywood. It's interesting like how new media has made fame like much more accessible but then also like now it's such a like I don't know I can't I can't think of words tonight but like saturated (laughs) market I think that's the term where it's like there's so much so it's really easy once you do it not easy I don't want to getting big on social media is still work and hard you had to put it into but it's different it's more self-sufficient now yeah. But because of that, it's like there's a lot more competition because you don't have a director being like, you suck at this. You can just keep going, 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 going. Right. So it's interesting, right. like, you don't have to, like, climb the ladder in the same way that you used to. Yeah. Like, people. I read a paper. Oh, I was just going to say um, I was going to say that people, like, that get big on YouTube, you know, when they're, like, first starting out, they don't have, like, a manager or something, like, helping them get sponsorships and shit like yeah so that's why i i agree that it's like very it seems like relatively easy quote unquote to become like a social media type of influencer versus like becoming an actual celebrity who gets on like tv shows and is considered like a an actor and like a scripted series type thing i i read a paper about this it ties in really well with what you guys are saying in this paper, they basically talk about um, how influencers on Instagram and YouTube in particular become famous and some of the differences between them and traditional celebrities. So, for example, um, well, to, first they, they like explain some differences between Instagram and YouTube influencers. So when they talk about Instagram influencers, they talk about how they're more concerned with the luxurious aspects of life rather than showing their authentic selves. And they think that that has to do in part with the fact that it's like more of a static platform like yeah there are videos on there too but the whole point of it is more like pictures and I don't know looking good I don't know what came first but that just is what Instagram has become and then with YouTube celebrities they often gain popularity because of their like humor and then that whole relatability thing which is really like a whole thing in itself and I've watched a lot of analysis videos on that because a lot of people who start off being relatable end up not being relatable anymore obviously when they get money yeah also on youtube and instagram they both have an interface for parasocial interactions which basic i've i've mentioned that maybe before at least in our conversations maybe not on the podcast but parasocial relationships are basically the illusion of a real friendship or relationship with someone that you haven't actually met but you you have a connection with through like music or tv shows and stuff which i can't think too much about because I consider my relationship with Ari, for example, a real relationship. (laughs) But anyways, um, and yeah, so it's easier to create these relationships because you can reply to comments and stuff and like like someone's video and typically YouTubers will be like, let me know what your favorite, I don't know, color is in the comments (laughs) or some shit. Like Um, this video if your favorite color is red. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I'm I'm like sure I think I have honestly heard a variation of that I wouldn't be surprised Possessed also doll I was literally thinking Jay Station would say that <laughs> Possessed doll. 
in this paper, they talked about how the studies that they collect, the information from the studies they collected, the information they collected from the studies they read um, shows that people, consumers have said that they relate more to social media stars who define themselves as a normal person with like a passion for fashion and beauty or whatever, as opposed to someone with high status and wealth, which is part of the reason why we've seen at least in according to this paper that and I, I guess in real life too that people feel more connected to influencers now which is i know we're going to be talking about in this episode as celebrities and even from a marketing perspective people in this study or in some, one of these studies had like talked about how people are more likely to buy things from someone like a youtuber that's known for reviewing things or something as opposed to a famous celebrity or traditional media type of celebrity and also i hadn't thought about this aspect but celebrities since like they went they went into instagram and youtube and whatever already being famous so they don't have to connect with their followers in order to become famous in the way that influencers do which could be part of the reason but yeah it's just interesting and they talk about even the Kardashians, for example, and how even though they they're kind of they're kind of in the middle between like influencers, influencers and celebrities, I feel like since they started before influencers were a thing, they became more of celebrities, but they still became famous in the way that influencers do, sort of. Yeah. But in this article and in real life, I would say they're more considered celebrities because they don't really interact with their followers. In the paper, they talked about how someone mentioned that Kim's makeup range didn't include darker skin tones which you know classic yeah (laughs) and when they and they commented that and Kim just never responds to those comments or anything as opposed to maybe an influencer who would get that feedback which then creates more of a relationship with the consumers also people like Kim Kardashian and I'm sure other celebrities too when they go to platforms like YouTube instead of using it as a way to connect with your fans they use it to just promote their own brands and stuff and yeah. it explains why she has like 1.3 million people following her on YouTube as opposed to over 100 million on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my little spiel from this paper. I do want to say I think it's interesting that like on that topic, I think it's interesting that when celebrities like try to act relatable, it comes off as really cringy and weird sometimes, you know, yeah. like Jennifer I, Lawrence, Katie for Perry. example. Yeah. Well, and thing how you were saying like people are more like I guess like trustworthy of influencers what they're saying like it's like I know when I see like because I'm on TikTok a lot now if I see somebody like that I follow on TikTok you can they disclose that it's an ad at the bottom you know in the caption and stuff but I still like don't I still am like oh I'll see what they have to say because to me it's like because they're so in touch with their brand in the sense that like every single thing they do they have to be relatable I feel like they'd be like more picky because it's going to impact what people think of them whereas like when you're so big not that not that like really big celebrities will like stand behind anything but I think like when you're so big if you stand behind a meh product it's not really going to impact you as much as it would of like somebody who's like still trying to grow and like get people you have to like stand by stuff you believe but I also think part of it is like we have gotten wise to celebrities plugging stuff like us as consumers. When I watch infomercials, I'm like, how do the how did these ever work? But clearly they used to. 
because like <laughs> I know thing. if they didn't work they wouldn't have snuck around so I feel like we got wise to celebrities like advertising stuff and it's like now moving into the influencers advertising yeah. it and we haven't like gotten wise to that like it's their advertisers are doing a good job of like that's something we're not expecting it to come from that angle so it's like sneaky almost I was thinking about that when I was reading this paper too, just about how with influencers, I know that if something's wrong with their brand, or I know that a big thing that causes drama typically is when they sponsor something without disclosing the sponsorship, which I think is, I could be wrong. I think it's illegal or something. There's some part of it that is like, I think it's like misleading the consumer or something like that. Yeah. Like at least on platforms, it usually violates guidelines. But they do it all the time, which is, I mean, the whole thing in itself. But I know that with influencers, if they did something like that, there's way more at stake. Like, they're completely fucked. And I think in part that has to do with the fact that they really trusted them, the consumers did. So for them to betray them feels worse than maybe a celebrity where they they assumed they would do something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get at where I'm like, there's more like on the line for them. Not that, yeah. like, celebrity, because celebrities, if they back something that is completely horrible, like, cancel culture is bad, but also, like, good at times, because some people need to be canceled, and, you know, for their backing a homophobic or racist company or something. So, not that there's not ever going to be negative effects, but, yeah, it's, like, there's just a lot more on the line, I feel like, for smaller think, influencers. like... like- YouTubers and people on TikTok are definitely held to like a very high degree of like accountability by their fans and that's like because they put their whole lives online. So it feels like everyone knows them and like has a say in in their life, you know. Whereas yeah, like true. celebrities where the first thing I'm thinking of when you're talking about like celebrities backing meh products is like how the kardashians promoted like the skinny tea products oh my god like literally those are so bad for you and like people called them out so much and i don't think that they like really ever put out an apology or even like acknowledge it i'm pretty sure that like recently they reposted something about it too what's hard too is that i feel like with them it's almost like expected like of course they're gonna back some shitty like fake health thing of course they're gonna do that they lie about editing their bodies you know like which that's a whole different conversation of you know you should be if if editing your body makes you more comfortable to post it like that in itself is not the worst thing in the world but like when you're somebody who like everybody tries to like look like and you act like you don't edit your body like I've seen a lot of things recently people are like doing comparisons of what not just Kardashians but like any I don't know, influencer looks like versus like their edited pics. And people are like, they can't even uphold the beauty standards that they push on us. Like they can't even achieve that. So how are we supposed to? And so that's where that problem is. But again, that's kind of a whole different, I don't know. That's a horse of a different color. It's all so (laughs) sinister, honestly. And not, we can drop the Kardashian thing after this, you know, we could talk shit about them forever, but I don't, I just never think about them because I don't follow them on anything. I only think about them when there's like a scandal and it'll pop up on Twitter or a Snapchat article or something. Mm -hmm. And whenever I do read about them, whenever I'm doing research for anything, it's just, it really is crazy to me that they're just bad people. Like, (laughs) because 
I know. They, they're just, they, they just are. The more I learn about them, it's like you guys just suck in every way. I can't think of one good thing that they've done. Any any good thing that they've done, which is rare, is always a publicity stunt. Well, there's always like an that. angle. I know that, yeah, there's always an angle with them. And I, I, I don't think I've ever seen any other celebrity do that to such an extent. I don't really follow any celebrities closely at all besides Ari. And she's a good person. So seeing... I don't know. It's it's just seeing them, especially in comparison to me having someone like Ari now is like the things you could be doing with your platform that you're not doing in itself makes you evil, let alone the fact that you actively do negative things. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Me too. It's just like shameless. Yeah. Like, do you have no, it really is like somebody like being the slave to money. Like, yeah. Yeah that's their only Sad. like moral compass is getting more money and it's like obviously we're we live in a capitalistic society so we all are slave to money <laughs> to a certain extent because we have to be but i don't know yeah. yeah anyways i'll make one last comment that'll transition into your topic jill it was something it was talking about the attention economy that's my problem with my notes every time i'm trying to look for something i can't find it <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, I saw this one dude who did, like, the most, like, an impeccable impression of a cat. It was insane. Whoa. I want to hear so, it shout out to him. I'll, say, I'll, I'll find it. Back. it to you guys. So, there, I, I really only wrote one sentence about this. I don't know that much about it. And I have heard this buzzword or buzzword phrase before, but Ooh. I never looked into it. <laughs> It kind of just look. It kind of like defines itself, but still, it's about the attention economy and how it's a marketing perspective assigning value according to some something's capacity to attract eyeballs in a media saturated world. And like I said, I have heard of the attention economy, but for some reason, I I don't know. I wanted to think that they were referring to something different than just like straight up what's going to manipulate people enough to have you stare at this for longer so that you're more likely to buy it. But the fact that it straight up is that <laughs> and just trying to find more and more sinister ways to do that because as it gets more saturated, the more intense you have to do this thing. And it's so fucked up. Yeah. I feel like all of our conversations yeah. always go back to um, that movie, the documentary. The social, <laughs> social. Oh, no, you know what? Oh I always confuse it with social network. The social, the social dilemma. Oh, I was going to say the social dilemma. experiment. That's not a movie. <laughs> I, I said that before, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, just like advertisements buying up all the all of our data. Oh, I still haven't watched that because I need to, like, be prepared. And I feel like I've not been it. mentally lot. well lately and it's going to like make me so emo, especially because a lot of my job depends on like social media presence. True. So scary. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, and then I technology made me not be able to speak. Um, <laughs> it's crazy how much advertising is psychology. Like it really is at the end of the day. It's, and but it's like I just feel like it's like using psychology for evil unless yeah. unless you're like taking advantage of like okay let's say you're like a humanitarian company and you're like actually a good company then you're like okay well we might as well take advantage like beat them at their own game and like yeah. use the same tools to be good but like <laughs> these companies are not using it for good 
<laughs> my professor would always say when he w- would talk about farmer and people in marketing majors, he would talk. He would say that they were just <laughs> evil psychologists that made more money. And I'm like, true. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, rarely do they consider the like empathy, Impact. though. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't need that. They don't need that part of psychology. No. Yeah. Just the way to manipulate people. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Kind of on the topic of like marketing, like in the oversaturated market. I feel like that's kind of why TikTok has blown up in the first place. Is because. First of all, I mean, like, we all know Vine was a thing, and then it died. Right, and I feel like there, there's, like, no other social media app before TikTok came out. I mean, I know it was, like, Musical.ly before, but that was also it. So I feel like there was really no app, like, in that realm where that's just, like, video content. And so yeah. I feel like that's a, good, a big reason why it kind of blew up. But that's also a reason why I don't like consuming it that often because I feel like it's, like, it's like a whole task to go on TikTok for me because I don't like using like social media as my sole thing that I'm doing at the time. Like I don't like being like fully undivided attention in, into a, a social media app, which yeah. is like I, literally what you need to do for TikTok. <laughs> I, I think that's why I also don't watch it that much because it is like that. And I can't imagine I can't imagine like whatever I'm watching to be on my phone as opposed to on a TV or my laptop or something and on a social media app. I think for me, the reason I like TikTok is because it's like that because again, with like sex work, I advertise on Twitter and on Instagram now and on Reddit. And so those like, I don't use any of those for pleasure anymore because it's like, I'll use Instagram every once in a while. Like I just did for me and Chris's anniversary, but it's just like, I don't, that's my job area now that's like been consumed by work. So I spend I so much time on Twitter working. Why would I want to then switch over to my personal? I only go over there to read your guys' DMs. But I do that while watching TV because I don't need to think that hard about retweeting. So I think why I like TikTok so much is because it's like it's not TV. I'm watching TV all the time in the background while I'm working. And it's still kind of like mindless consumption which is nice like at times like you want to like turn your brain off and just like not think and so I think that's why I like it is that that's what I'm paying attention to in that moment is just TikTok and these like funny fast videos and it's just stupid and then I can like you know pull myself yeah it's more of a mindful experience than if you were on any of the any other social media platform yeah yeah so yeah interesting but I also understand like I do see why that's not appealing because it's like like it's like heavy duty for a social media app. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like that it's like more of a commitment. So I I feel yeah. like I wasn't into TikTok for a long time, and then again as my work like permeated other social medias, I like moved over to that, and then I like I make TikToks every once in a while now, and I definitely like have fun doing them. So I think that's why, like, I didn't have fun ever, like, making tweets or Instagram posts or something. It would stress me out. But, like, TikTok, I, like, have fun making them, so. Yeah. I feel like it is a different experience when you're actually, like, interacting and doing, like, making stuff on the app versus just, like, watching things all the time. Yeah. Or, like, not even, I don't know, not posting at all, basically. No, I totally agree. But, 
Yeah. I feel like both sides of our view are like just a variant of ADHD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Well, that's what, when you guys talk about ADHD, I like literally I'm like, I feel like I have it from the things that you guys describe, but it could be what you were saying, Joe, before this started. Yeah. So this is transitioning into that shit. It could be a product of the way that we consume media now is that it's so fast paced that I'm used yeah. to it. Yeah. If you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, eventually I'll discuss like the actual term, which is AADD, which is acquired attention deficit disorder, um, which is basically just saying that like this Harvard professor um, developed this term, but it's basically just the product of people our age going on the internet all the time. And how our brains are like literally rewiring to like consume this type of media at a very fast pace. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's definitely affected me. And I feel like it's, it's affected a lot of people, whether they realize it or not. Well, one thing um, I've noticed is like if one of my friends, not you guys, because you guys are similar to me, one of my older friends because they're old, will send me, like, a two-minute video. I don't watch it. <laughs> I'm like, no, two minutes? Absolutely the fuck not. You think I have that time? I need 30 seconds or less. I can watch it while I'm on the toilet and then move on. And I yeah. always – it's my friend Alex. I always tell him that. I'm like, Alex, I don't watch long videos. I, I tell him that every single fucking time, and he still sends them. And I'm like, no, I'm, I can't. I can't commit to that. And that totally is, like – I watch TV shows, I watch movies, which are two hours, like, but it's when it's like a short burst of entertainment that seems too long. Yeah. In the same way that I know that movie watching can be difficult for some people for other reasons as well, but I know that sometimes it's hard to pick a movie. Well, okay. It's hard to pick a movie, which in itself makes watching a movie difficult. It's a whole thing, but also sometimes it feels like, oh no, it's, we don't have enough time to watch a movie, but then you'll watch like five episodes of a 45 minute yeah. show yeah you know right <laughs> i know it. like going back to vine i feel like for people our age and i don't know like many m millennials that were really on vine like older millennials yeah but i feel like people in our age range and i don't know and now tiktok i feel like that has really really warped our ability to like view or like listen or consume and like understand and actually comprehend anything longer than like a minute in terms of like short content news stories well tiktok's rolling out like a three minute feature for certain creators. i know and, and i'm like i feel like that's what? too long yeah. <laughs> even like the two or like one minute and a half videos i'm like this is literally too long but literally i'm like god how long have i been sitting here it's like yeah yeah seven <laughs> seconds i'm like i'm dying but like, yeah, why does it just so, want to, they want to become YouTube. Yeah, Shaysel, it's for <laughs> select creator, like, because it's still, like, in beta testing, basically. So they give it to, like, bigger creators who do stuff that could fill three minutes. So if they're, like, just, like, doing dumb, like, dances all the time, like, they, <laughs> they haven't been getting it. But I've seen, like, some people who do makeup tutorials, they've been given the three um, minutes so they can, like, 
actually do it or like people who like discuss con- conspiracy theories or something like that like they're getting the three minutes so that as like a test run to see if people like that but I don't think it's gonna like I know when I yeah. can tell when I see at the bottom that it's a long one I have to be into it like I have to be like this is I'm hooked on this because otherwise I'm like I don't I just don't give a shit I'm not here yeah. for this yeah like I think people compared to that like you know how there are some TikToks that someone will start saying something they'll tell a story and I'll be like go to check part out two. next TikTok or part two whatever I feel like that's technically better than this new feature because if people don't want to keep watching they just don't yeah this three minute one I mean you can also just leave the, <laughs> the video I guess but still it's a commercial it's break instead of being forced to sit through the whole thing <laughs> yeah. yeah well and because also what's nice well I think with a new update they introduce like speeding up and slowing down I don't or just some people again but with the parts like I can skip to part six and just watch okay what's the conclusion I don't need the whole thing what ended up happening because they label all of them so like that I don't mind because then yeah I just skip ahead but yeah oh my god that reminds me it I rarely do this but there were there was at least one time where I started watching a TikTok and I just wanted to get to the end it was a one minute one and I got distracted or something when they finally said what I was waiting for. So I straight up, I didn't want to throw it again. So I downloaded the video <laughs> just so I could skip through it. And then I deleted it. <laughs> that is that is literally the most you thing ever. And I don't know how to describe <laughs> that. Like, it's the like, yeah, <laughs> on principle, I am not going to sit through this whole thing again. So I'm going to do extra steps because I refuse <laughs> to sit through it again. <laughs> My Capricorn rising being like, I- I'll take control here. Yeah, literally. You're like, no, 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 no. no. Enough of this. <laughs> We're taking this off yeah. the app. <laughs> literally. But off yeah, the app. No, yeah. Thank you, Jill. You're welcome. For the reinforcement. <laughs> well, another thing, this kind of relates to Jill believes that phones can read our minds <laughs> and Chazelle and I believe that to an extent but we're much more like it predicts human behavior which is still like I don't know still icky like I don't like you know how people are like it shows you ads right after you talk about it. so it's like listening and whatever so that's that to me is like confirmed but one thing like the TikTok for you page Oh my god, I've sent you guys some stuff where I'm like, this this is so niche and specific. How how did this end up on my for I mean, it ended up my, on my for you page because it knows I would like it. But that's another thing where it's like it is like advertising and marketing is psychology. Cause they're like they totally have an algorithm that's like, oh, she liked this video and this video that would lead to this one. You know, it's like a web. Yeah. But that's like I would love to know but also be terrified to know like what puts that algorithm together it makes me think of oh my god Chasel makes me think of season three of Westworld I know I've talked about it with someone before about how TikTok <laughs> perfectly nailed the everything about social dilemma like how on social media you can get filtered into a certain group that is the epitome of TikTok yeah and that's crazy that's that this whole platform is doing that the fact that there's like that they even people like talk about it with like witch talk and I don't know 
whatever the fuck other ones. I used to get that one all the time. Which of course. <laughs> yeah. So it's like people know about it and it's like it's even made almost like cute by saying, Oh, I'm on this side of TikTok. Yeah. And it's like Well, that's, that's one, a little sus. That's one thing too that I one thing I actually saw this today. There's this trend, but it's to me, it's always on my page. So I thought it was a big trend. And then I was reading the comments and somebody was like, just so y'all know, this is not trending. Y'all are just gay. Because what it is, <laughs> is like it's a song and it's like normalized mask lesbians in in bikinis. So they'll like be dressed like all mask and then like transition to being in bikini. And I have liked a lot of these videos. So TikTok <laughs> keeps sending them to me because I'm like, oh, this is hot. And but since it's always on my page, I thought it was trending, you know, because I'm like, oh, this must be like a big thing. There's like 3000 videos total made of it, which is like oh. not a lot for <laughs> like how many millions of TikToks there are out there. But so then that means I'm very specifically like I'm on gay TikTok and I know that and I'm fine with that. But I'm like, there might be, well, not straight TikTok. I don't think I would find it funny, but like there might be like, I don't know, cosplay TikTok. That could be fun. You know, like there's random stuff where I'm like, like I'm on like gay TikTok and like goth TikTok and like sex worker TikTok. And I like all those, but it kind of like also sucks that then I'm like only in those. My For You page doesn't right. really show anything else. Yeah. Mine ch- Mine changes frequently. It's weird. I don't go on it that often, but like before I was on witch talk a while ago and then I was, I was like on bisexual TikTok. I just, my free page. And then I was like on trauma TikTok and then like Classic. attachment styles TikTok. <laughs> she said, those are literally, we both just described our personalities. Yeah. Gay goth <laughs> sex worker. And what was it? Bisexual witch trauma. Bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatized bisexual witch. <laughs> classic okay yeah (laughs) wait bringing it back around to shortened attention spans oh yeah with tiktok uh just on the topic of tiktok like the fact that all the videos play one right after each other you get literally no break true like it's insane like i read this article that this is a quote from the article it says if there is a constant and interrupted communication it may be difficult for our faculties to concentrate sufficiently to absorb what is said so i'm like think about how many videos you can watch and then like try to remember half of them oh that's chris <laughs> will be like lurking around like because i like will be on the couch on tiktok and then i'll be like scrolling 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 and then like he'll be like what was that sound i'm like i don't know <laughs> He's like, what was the sound that was from this movie? I don't I don't know. He's like, you just listened to it. I'm like, that was like five TikToks ago. I don't remember now. <laughs> that is this happened yeah. multiple times. I'm like, you need to ask me on the spot because I whip through them so fast, like you're saying. And when he does that, I'm like, it like, I don't like, like, I don't want to be aware of yeah, how you're little aware. I'm retaining. <laughs> but that's part of the point, again, is I like not retaining a lot and turning my brain off and like being stupid for a little yeah. bit because like I like to think I'm not like that all the time but it's still like like I I know that's what I'm doing but I don't want to think too much about it that that's what I'm doing yeah, yeah like, messages could get to me and I wouldn't realize right um also talking about AAD acquired attention deficit disorder This TED Talk I watched earlier this morning, this guy who has ADHD from, like, 
a young age um was talking about how like this is becoming a thing now aad and how like the the same professor that developed the term was kind of talking about how like going on the in- the internet constantly just gives you like literally constant shots of dopamine to your brain and your brain gets used to having that instant dopamine so like when you start doing things that aren't on social media or you're just like doing mundane shit you get really bored because you're not getting that same dopamine that you do from getting likes and like retweets and seeing things that are really interesting to you like literally at a constant speed literally it's like how like you know like when you take ecstasy it you can never reach the same like dopamine level again it like fucks yeah up receptors I've, it's like just like a long-term version of that i feel like because like i was thinking like, earlier bombarded you can't continuously it's like it's like legitimately brainwashing it's like how the cia i know i've talked about conspiracies <laughs> where they brainwash people it's Joe. like literally that type of sequence though classic because yeah. they like do, they just show like flashes <laughs> i know that's my rant is talking yeah. about like, the government but no CIA i mean you're right shit. it's just funny that it's like she's right yeah. though <laughs> like tick tiktok is literally rewiring your brain i this other article i read was talking about how like literally the brains of gen z people are becoming wired to like you know like consume more sophisticated complex visual imagery and like as a result the part of their brain that like is responsible for visual ability is far more developed than other people's and so like that's leading them to have like visual forms of learning be much more effective rather than like hands-on type of learning now. Hmm. I have something to say about that and the dopamine thing. So I've thought about that a lot because I've wondered why in the past couple of years it's become that much harder to do boring things. That's part of, I mean, no one likes doing them, but part of ADHD is that because we need more dopamine and then having things like TikTok are, it's like a drug. But I've thought about it because last summer when I was unemployed and I would spend so much time on my phone, I was constantly so brain dead. I I physically felt ill after being on my phone for so long. And I thought about the fact that the way it's affecting my neurotransmitters isn't that different than if I were consuming some 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 sort of drug. Yeah. And so it is affecting my my neurochemistry. And that thinking about that is like oh my god I knew that it was affecting me psychologically but it's like you're affecting me biologically yeah and that just feels so much worse yeah Yeah. I feel like people don't think about that because you're not actively putting something in your body but it's like you're still like stimulating your brain which is gonna affect it eventually yeah yeah what was the thing you wanted to say about the brain oh yeah me Shaysel you said you had something to say about the dopamine and the brainwashing um, just those. No, oh, it was tight. Just okay. like how it's affecting. Yeah. Um, also, like, kind of on this topic, this other art. Well, actually, I don't remember if this was in the same article or not. Um, but this author had wrote that, like, about Gen Z people. I don't know what you call people in Gen Z. Just Gen, Gen Zers. Gen Zers. I don't like that. I don't Gen know, it sounds wrong to say. Yeah. No, I'm making it up. I Gen don't know. Zers. Gen um, I've seen that. Gen, I've seen that typed out. Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Z dash E R S. Yeah. Well, anyways, Gen Gen Zers, like their bra- their brains are <laughs> obviously affected by internet use, which I've just said previously. But they like 
says that they find answers to questions in Google and YouTube, but they lack the critical thinking skills to evaluate sources. And I'm just like, that I don't agree with because I feel like people our age and younger are like literally going over the top to evaluate sources and like make sure that they're not reading shit that is clearly biased. But I mean, I don't know. At the same time, like I feel like people are, I don't know. They're well, very so critical. I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Cause in the, my grad school class right now, it's called foundations of Inqu- foundations of inquiry which is so obnoxious. It's such a grad school title. Oh, um, is that why they said that? Inquiry is incorrect. Yeah, something. her inquiry is incorrect. Yeah, or is fallible or some shit. I'm like, God, just, God. Yeah, they were pissing me off today. Just all these boomers in my class. But um, anyways, they one thing we discussed was inquiry in the education system and actually how they are realizing like it's not just because of our generation but it's because like in general people learn better it's like you can teach a man to fish or give a man a fish and he eats for a day teach a man to fish and he eats for a week or whatever the fuck um they're like realizing like oh that how long has that saying been around only now they're getting the education system to catch up to that concept so like in the 80s there was a big push to change the science curriculum to be more like not memorization which like for certain things like with chemistry you like have to memorize you like there's nothing else you can do but like um inquiry is like what we're learning how to do especially because like a lot of people in my class are teachers so it's how to like teach people to do inquiry and inquiry is coming up with a question yourself coming up with how to do it and like finding the answer instead of being given like this is situation, this is what you have to ask, this is how you're going to find the answer or find the answer. Because people are like, oh, they're still finding the answer. It's like, no, because they're told how to solve it. And so a big yeah. thing that's like being taught now is like figure out how to solve it. Like, how are you going to figure this out? And so, and one person brought up like, oh, my daughter is always like, I'll just Google it. And they're saying that like one actually surprisingly a boomer stood up for Google and was like, <laughs> I totally get that. But she's like, it is amazing how much information is at our fingertips. She's like, I did not have a computer in college and I would have to like go to the library and like spend hours, hours finding this one thing. And now I can just find it really quickly. That Like that's really exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. And I feel like like you're saying how they're like, they just trust whatever they read. It's like, no, we don't. Because we grew up with the internet and we know the stupid people that can access it versus like, it's like, think about the people who get scammed from like phishing emails. It's never us. It's our grandmas. Yeah. (laughs) Because they just see a link and click it. Yeah. My dad will sometimes forward us be like, look at this text I just got. Don't click the link. (laughs) And I'm like, and it was like the most recent one. I was like, dad, the O in in .gov is actually a zero. Like don't worry I wouldn't <laughs> click that link <laughs> like so it's interesting like I think that it is like we shouldn't just rely on Google and I'm glad that the education system is trying to move towards like learning how to learn basically because I think that that's important but I also think that like people who just like shit on Google on principle are like I don't know like right are just like being shitty because it's new yeah, I f- that's something that I thought about. I'm glad that education is moving towards teaching 
people how to learn because I remember back in the day, like before college, I would have to think a lot more when I, I don't know, I would do a lot of my own thinking before having to look for things. And then I got to college and they were just so, I've talked to my professors professors about this multiple times because it was so frustrating for me. They were so caught up on making sure that you had all these sources and stuff, which I'm glad that they did to an extent. Like I understand the importance of actual scientific literature. I understand the importance of learning how to cite things properly. But as a result, I was so caught up in just like giving people, writing a paper that was just, here's all this information I collected as opposed to me, myself coming up with a new analysis for something. And I've missed being able to do that. I feel like throughout all of college, I did develop critical thinking skills in terms of the media I consume and stuff. But at the same time, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I lost it because I know I can get it back, but because I have Google and stuff, I've, I've lost like the creativity that comes along with having to figure things out yourself. And that's so important. And that's like what made me feel most intelligent. Well, that it makes so I want to go think, back to that. No, I totally agree. It makes me think of Montessori schools, which like, I feel like should be like, I like their, like the principle behind it because it's very like, it's all about being independent. So like, it's literally like what you do during the day is relatively like up to you and how you're going to learn something. They like give you options and you can go learn it that way and stuff. And it's like, why is that not normal? Like why? Like, cause that's such a, because I feel like that like acknowledges all the different way that people, different ways that people learn. Because like I have a school brain, I'm good at chugging, you know, like just like repeating back. My brain works the way that the education system is built, but like not everybody is like that. Like I'm just very lucky that my brain works that way. Not everybody's like that, and it's like not fair that the education system is like biased in that manner. Right. Like I would hate in school. It would happen more often, definitely only like in middle school and high school, basically. Actually, even elementary school. Anytime before college where there would be like homework time, I absolutely hated that. It was a waste of time for me because I can't focus in that setting. Or I hated going to lectures in college because I would have to relearn everything myself whenever I go home because I need to like read things to understand it. I can't hear it. I'm a visual learner. So it was just a waste of my time every single time, but I was forced to go because of attendance requirements. Don't even get me started on that shit because that shit pisses me off beyond belief. I hate that shit. Well, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like I'm an adult. If I don't want to show up, that's on me. Yeah, like I'm paying. And I know that they use that as an argument. Like you're paying. Why don't you go? I'm like, okay, well, it's my I can waste my own money. At the end of the day. This is America. Yeah. Yeah. I can throw my money away (laughs) if I want to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it is interesting. I was going to say something I forgot, though. Oh, sorry, <laughs> But uh, I mean, I'm just trying to get back to the like shortened attention span and the way media is being consumed. It is interesting, like, to see how education will continue to change because, like, everybody knows it needs to change, like, regardless yeah. of the way now attention spans and visual learning is being influenced by social media. But it's interesting to see, like. It'll be interesting to see like how our kids end up learning. I feel like I I wish that we were like more encouraged to just like explore questions and like curiosity about different subjects while in like grade school. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I'm thinking about if I were put into a situation in school where I was in a class and the teachers like come up with a question and then try to answer it, I would be like, oh my God, I'm literally gonna like start crying right now. Yeah. Like my social anxiety 
I feel like that deterred me from like actually actively participating in class and like trying to understand more because I didn't want to like ask a stupid questions or, or just like have the teacher respond to me in a way that pissed them off yeah. or something or like made it seem like I was a burden for asking whatever question it was. So I just never did. And I feel well, like that deterred me from, I don't know, it didn't deter me, but it just like actually prevented me from learning fully sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that like we discussed and I know is like being discussed by educators is like the classroom needs to like be um, like learning based, not answer based, like question based, not yeah. answer based. Yeah. Because then if from a young age you make it question based as opposed to do you have the right answer or not? Like a big thing is even if the teacher, like if you have a random teacher that does do the inquiry based stuff and like encourages you to ask questions, you're still not going to do it because your peer, you don't want to look stupid in front of your peers because yeah. by then you fostered the belief that everything you need to have the right answer. So if from a young age you start fostering the question based system and like you take pride in like asking good questions and like coming up with new questions if that's what's encouraged as opposed to having the right answer and like if somebody has the wrong answer you then present it as like okay what's the next question you can ask that will lead us to the like right answer um then they won't be the peer pressure of it has to be right it will be be like good peer pressure of like ask good questions you know so it has to be like a total like fundamental change you know it can't just be yeah school district because it's like it's just yeah it's gonna take a long time I feel like yeah that's interesting though yeah it was like it was very interesting to talk about I feel like there should be psychologists involved I mean a bunch of professions involved in that but I feel like psychology should be a bigger foundation and in like writing curriculum and stuff yeah and and what's there's the word it's like it's i don't know how to pronounce it. it's like pedagogy pedagogy i don't know how to pronounce it Do you yeah know what I'm talking about yeah like, it's like so it's like what education is it's i think like, it's pedagogy pedagogy i don't know i don't know, I don't know like know. the definition of the term but i know what you're talking about i'm looking it up it is the method and practice of teaching especially as an academic subject or, or a theoretical concept yeah so yeah there needs to be obviously fundamental changes in that and I feel like although many professions should be involved and I'm sure that I there are more important ones maybe that I'm not thinking of but I feel like psychology isn't often a part of that and it needs to be because that's that's how you understand people and what better way to teach them how to learn things properly yeah yeah true plus it would like help people to identify ADHD more often yep. yeah well and i like think just, just like, any other issue i was gonna say mental illness in general because i yeah. feel like i feel like if you're presenting you have to learn and have these answers this way anybody who doesn't do it is just wrong and so it's like oh maybe they have a mental illness but like or a learning disability or whatever but you can't tell what it is right off the bat because they're just wrong and then you have to go through yeah. all that whereas like if you're like oh how can you learn this like i'm sure there will be like signs of certain like mental illnesses or learning disabilities by the way people approach questions and then you'd be able to like identify yeah. it sooner yeah. and address it sooner that's yeah. a good point yeah and obviously them knowing the differences between genders as well because a big topic with ADHD and kids and stuff is the fact that 
most people, most women with ADHD aren't diagnosed ever or until later in life because we're taught that ADHD is the whole, like, you know, that annoying kid in class that's just bouncing off the walls, but that's not, that's rarely how it presents itself in women. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, I digress. It's the same with autism too. Yeah. It's the same true. with autism mm-hmm. too. I think I have said everything I wanted to say. I have made my we totally piece. ended up here <laughs> with the topic. Like I liked, I liked the conversation that we we ended up Me having. Too. Yeah, I think it was a good discussion, and it led to many different avenues. <laughs> that I'm was such a good inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> inquiry yeah. into the education system. It was not flawed. Okay. <laughs> yeah that's what it was their inquiry is flawed <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh and literally so it'd be it was like us because we can see each other it's on zoom i'm her actually her inquiry is flawed she didn't say if it was if the ice cubes were salt water or fresh water <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> and like i literally was like looking down like at my notebook. i'm like oh god like Cringe, just stop. Yeah. Like, why are you talking? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, that's pretty much our conversation for this week, everyone. <laughs> um, also, we have decided that we're probably going to start releasing episodes every other week now. So, um, yeah, set your alarms and your reminders. <laughs> yeah. Um, that way we will not be so stressed every single week and we'll well i mean we are enjoying this but we'll be able to enjoy it even more by having more time to really like do some research editing all that stuff take our time with things yes yeah yeah so get ready for amazing episodes quality over quantity (laughs) true (laughs) yes period (laughs) (laughs) period poo (laughs) Anyways, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts um, on Tuesday every other week now. (laughs) Um, All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.